So I am about, I'm on my way to Derek's house. Actually, I'm about five minutes away from his house because I stopped at a gas station and I honestly didn't need gas. I really just needed to stop and think because I'm getting a little nervous, which I didn't think would happen. Actually, I thought that I would be talking to you all about how this idea of when you confront the past, uh, that idea that like your feelings kind of rush back and the memories kind of rush back, like how that's like a whole myth. But I'm totally feeling it now, even just being in this neighborhood um, where I only went once, you know, it's nerve wracking. Um, and yeah, I'm a, I'm a little scared as to what we're going to talk about and what he's going to say. And yeah, I'm super close now. So I'll keep y'all updated, but we'll see. Check. Testing. One, two, three. Huh. Is that good? Yeah, no. Nope. I said input. Was that loud enough? I think so. Okay. 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 Well, I can always edit it. Okay. All right. Take it away. It all started when my friend Carolyn, who stayed in the dorm with us, she was one of my hallmates, came in and told our little group, this was like two months into college, so we were pretty tight-knit by then. Um, and she came to our group and she said, hey, I met this guy like at my club and like, he's super cute, he's super nice and he likes music. And it was all things that she really enjoyed. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like we were all like really supportive. Like you should go after this guy. Like what's not to like, like you're so cute and you're so funny and nice. And, and she really was. And so we were all kind of, you know, urging her to, to get with this guy. And so she says, okay, uh, but she really wants us to meet him. So eventually she brings him over. And this guy obviously turns out to be Derek. And so he walks in and I see this lengthy looking guy with like a bowl shaped haircut with his like really tight jeans. Reminds me of some like angsty eighth grader. Um, and, and I think he's pretty cute, but because you know, uh, we're so focused on you know helping Carolyn get with this guy the thought of him and I romantically does not come into my mind whatsoever and let's see so yeah she brought me to the hall I have a pretty bad memory so it's gonna be a bunch of fragments but she brought me to the hall and don't quite remember the very first day but I know in general, I was meeting you guys, and you guys are all very welcoming, and and it was just a really chill haul. Like you guys are all buddies. I could sense like you know everyone was having fun. It was just you know college. It was freshman year, and this was like this was kind of like oh yeah, this is what college is supposed to be like. And so Derek didn't live in the dorms, so he was also a first year like all of us, but. He lived in the apartments off campus, and so he didn't really have this tight-knit friend group like we were developing. And so she'd bring him over a lot, and I think that he really liked having us around because, you know, we made him feel welcome, and we were a group of friends um, who wanted more friends. And so we would just 
kind of hang out together all the time until we got really close to one another. Yeah, from the very beginning, it was very chill. <laughs> um, huh. I liked hanging out with you guys. Um, I guess in the beginning, it was just kind of slow, like, oh yeah, getting to know more about each other. And it was more just like having fun hanging out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, going, doing outings together. Um, so at that point, we were just like, having fun and so i remember this specific time where carolyn ran into the room and this was like about like a month or two after we met derek and after we've been hanging out with him for so long and she comes in and she's like hey guys like i don't think i like derek anymore and we're like what like why not and she goes i think he's gay and those words really got to me because I guess I had been feeling those same vibes from him, but I didn't want to say anything to her. Um, but her reason was totally stupid. She was like, yeah, I saw him dance, and like now I think he's gay. And so while not valid, like that really sunk into me, like, hey, I'm not the only person that's thinking this. And so after she kind of lost those feelings, I guess I sort of found them. And I wasn't just thinking about him as a friend anymore. I was kind of thinking of him, you know, romantically, but I was scared because I had just been rejected and I didn't want to try anything. But my friendship with Derek kept developing. And at one point, we just became really, really close. And like, sort of like the incident that, that caused that was one day, you know, he decided to, to sleep over at our dorm and we slept on the same bed that day, just the two of us. Gosh, I really cannot remember like the timeline, but I know the point when I started first feeling closer to you was like the time I slept over and we were like really talking about relationships I think um, and we pretty much just stayed up like all night talking which is pretty cool um, and um, I think so yeah I think some context to that was like I was kind of going through a hard time at that time like I guess going through a breakup which is kind of weird because it was like probably like a couple years before even going to college, but I guess I was still coping with that because in my head I always had this weird romantic, I was like a hopeless romantic who was like, oh yeah, we're going to get back together eventually. We're going to bump into each other at a coffee shop. Anyways, that's aside from the point, but that was kind of where I was at when I was hanging out with you guys. So I was kind of lonely and you guys were kind of the people that made me feel happy again so um i really felt connected to you guys in that sense like i missed you guys and it was like i hadn't felt that way about people in a long time so um so yeah that night was like when i was telling you i was opening up about like all the relationship of relationship stuff that i had been through and you were being a very good listener and I like I really appreciate that and felt close to you for that reason and I think um yeah that that was like that was the day when I was like oh man like we're 
We're tight. So at this point, months go by. Carolyn has found a new boyfriend, so she's way over Derek. But I have been developing these feelings for this entire school year. And it is now May because it's my birthday. And we're sitting on the couch after a surprise all my hallmates threw me in. I remember specifically that everyone else had left. And it was just me and him on the couch. And we were just talking. And... For some reason, I was telling him about me never having a quinceañera, which is a coming of age for, um, typically for girls in, in the Latino culture. And I was telling him how I've always really wanted one and I've always wanted to get dressed up and have all my friends there. And I told him about this specific song. And I remember telling him about that song because it's, it's a song that I always hear in quinceañeras and I, I love the melody and the beat and I've always wanted to dance to that song and I shared with him like that you know it was kind of like a, a dream of mine to, to dance to that song and at that point he gets up he tells me to play the song so I hit play and he grabs me by the shoulders I grab him by the waist and we're just dancing Tiempo de vals es el tiempo hacia atrás Donde hacerlo de siempre es volver a empezar Cuando el mundo se para y te observa girar Es tiempo para amar We're just swaying, you know, back and forth and back and forth In this empty common room and it was night and everyone was gone And it was just beautiful And, and I don't think I'll ever forget that night Because that night was just it was everything to me. So I think you're like so comfortable and getting so close that like there's one time where it was you, me, and Carolyn in one bed. And we were like both around Carolyn and we were just, um, yeah, very comfortable, very close. And, you know, we held hands and I was like, oh, that's cool. You remember that? Yeah, I remember that. So that night for me was life changing in terms of our friendship because I no longer saw his actions as, you know, merely platonic. I saw everything he did with like, a double meaning or I questioned it like could this possibly be more or you know is he flirting with me at this moment or is he just being a friend and there were times when I really just didn't know like uh, a time that we went to like by the creek and I was cold and so he gave me his jacket um, and, and there was other similar times just like that one and where I felt like is this a thing like I don't know what's going on um, <clears throat> and again in hindsight yeah I was just kind of going with the flow and um, I was super oblivious to how I might have been affecting you because um, yeah I just felt like we were buddies and I was a very affectionate person um, but yeah I was just really oblivious to how maybe I could have been a little too affectionate I guess because um, it didn't occur to me that I could um, make you feel like have feelings for
for me or anything. Um, cause, um, I guess I also realized like I was always like mysterious about my sexuality too. So that was probably <laughs> dumb as well. Um, but I did say that I was straight, but I didn't, maybe the fact I was kind of like playful about it was probably like confusing. Um, and I was just kind of trying to be like funny about it, I guess, but I realized maybe that might have been a little dumb. <laughs> and looking back, I suppose I could have, and I should have just asked about, you know, his sexual orientation, because all I had known as at that point was that he had dated girls or women in the past, and so that's all I knew, and it wasn't enough for me to validate his sexual orientation, and um, now I'm wishing that I would have just asked. I think it would have saved a lot of heartbreak. <sighs> See, I, I think the whole frustration of it is like, why does romance have to trump friendship? Like, why does your feeling, why does your romantic feelings have to get in the way of platonic feelings, you know? Really happy about that. Okay, go for it. <laughs> um, so, wow, mm, that's really cool that you brought that up. Because I mean, I've been talking to my friends about the expression "more than friends," mm, right? Like, yeah. Oh, we should be more than friends. Mm. And then, so I'd be like, "What's more than friends? Why is a relationship more than friends? Why can't people be happy being friends with someone?" Mm. And. That's when I thought about you. And that's when I, I put it together and I was like, oh shit. I cut that friendship off because we couldn't be more than friends. But what is more than friends? And why couldn't that friendship be okay. worth it? Mm-hmm. And so that's when I texted you and I was like, hey, like, do you want to meet up and okay. talk about this? Because I wanted to let you know. I also wanted to let you know that whatever you did first year in terms of dancing and holding hands... And that stuff is totally valid and completely okay for you to do and for you to keep doing. I think that I I have these ideas of what it means to be gay and what it means to be straight and straight people don't do this and gay people are supposed to do this. No, that's bullshit. You should be able to do whatever you want. I mean, touching is just a a way of expressing your love to someone, regardless of if it's a friend or or if it's not a friend. And I think that if you... If I had let you know, hey, Derek, like, I'm starting to like you, then it would have been okay for you to be like, I don't have those feelings, let me pause, and let me not do these things. But you had no idea, and like you said, you're just an affectionate person, and I think that's totally okay to do so for cutting off yours and my friendship like that's really why I'm here to say like I'm sorry for doing that because it was a good friendship like I I really enjoyed our friendship and I felt like just because you know we weren't going to be in a relationship like that didn't have to ruin what we had and I mean and I do want you to know that it was that I really tried but it was just so hard for me because it hurt so much um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, like, it may not be as productive to bring it up now after all the time has passed, but I, I do still appreciate it, you know? It, it never hurts to 
I guess, reconcile, you know, and even if it's bringing up maybe old wounds, like, just to see how we've learned and, yeah, like, applying it to your relationships now. Right. That's, yeah, that's definitely, I think, the most productive way to, <clears throat> to, to handle it and, and learn from the past experiences. And I think it, it's really mature, too. Like, it's, and it's refreshing um, that we can, yeah, we can have this productive conversation and agree that I can hug you and I can do that stuff. And, yeah, it's really refreshing to hear that I can do that and it's okay. Thank you so much for listening to Queer Love Stories, a production of the Unlearned Project, which seeks to explore narratives and contextualize beliefs in order to promote more insightful conversations surrounding identity, culture, and history. Queer Love Stories is a passion project of mine that aims to humanize the experiences of queer folks by sharing intimate and personal love stories that only queer people can tell. If you or anyone you know identifies within the queer spectrum and would like to share a story on our podcast, please email us with your name and a little bit about who you are at unlearnmedia at gmail.com. That's U-N-L-E-A-R-N media at gmail.com. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and will tune in for more episodes and an entire season coming up very, very soon. Until next time, I'm Byron. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to practice some self-care.